Hi, this is Masajati, and welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This episode is a recording we took from a free youth event that I recently did uh, here in Minneapolis at the Lake Harriet Spiritual Center. And I start off with uh, concentrating on kids, uh, and then I got really, really passionate and got into, say, the consciousness of humanity. Uh, and then the core of the talk really came down to parenting. You know, because look at your parents. You know, look what they have handed down to you. Right? So the parents really have to be aware. And then also it was for the kids how they've absorbed a lot of their parents' issues. So kind of moving away the blame on, say, why life is the way it is for kids and understanding it, not to blame their parents, but to go, okay, uh, you know, my parents did the best that we could do. Um, what am I going to do about it? So it was really... To me, I think it was a, a very emotional talk, and you know, you'll experience that as you listen. The important thing is that my passion is really about to raise strong children, because if we can raise strong children, obviously parenting plays a huge role, a vital role in the consciousness of our future. Imagine that they get into the workforce or you know, business and so on, how that would trans, uh, transform the way we see humanity today. And it would only take, say, a generation or two to shift massively uh, and for good. So let's just jump in. So this is a children's event. And the reason why I decided to do this uh, children's event is, well, I love kids. I have a lot of them myself. I've got six, actually. Uh, they range from 23 all the way down to eight. Uh, and they're beautiful kids. I wouldn't have had as many kids if they weren't so fantastic. Each one takes care of each other, and hopefully uh, at 3 o'clock we're going to do a, a worldwide meditation, meta-healing, as I call it. Uh, and hopefully by then my kids will show up. So if you can hang around, that'd be fantastic. There's, there's a lot of people. I know it doesn't look like a lot of people now, but there's going to be a lot of people coming through uh, in the five hours. So coming back to my passion or my dream is that is it about the kids? Yes, of course. But the bigger picture is changing, say, the consciousness of humanity, right? Because if you think about it, in, in society, you've had the war on drugs, the war on, I don't know, diabetes, the war on cancer, the war on, you know, you fill in the blank. Now we have the Me Too movement. But if you look through, say, what, the tens and thousands of years, I don't know how long man has been on, here on Earth, but not a lot. It's just a smidgen of time compared to how long the Earth has been here. Uh, but if you take a look at that, we've literally, say, distorted Earth in the small frame of time that we've been here. Now, scientists say that, you know, scientists say that if you take a day, or actually a year, the time that human, if you take a year, as far as the age of the earth, okay? The time that human has been on earth is something like, say, just maybe an hour or a few minutes of that year. But look how much impact that we've had on, say, the consciousness of this reality. And this consciousness is not just human consciousness. It's not like what we do to ourselves. It's not what we do to our families. It, it multiplies, it expands as I see it. And, and now, and I can talk a little bit later about this or in just a few minutes, it's actually affecting how 
uh, the frequencies of nature come about. So you're going to see a lot of distortions in nature that has to be cleaned out. So it's really a pivotal time for people like me or other individuals that see the bigger picture and then have abilities or the fortitude or the strength or basically, um, there's kids here, basically the strength, yeah, you guys know him. Anyway, basically the strength to go, hey, something has to change. Something has to, say, expand or get into a very, very different direction. Okay? So how do you do that? Again, you can do it at a physical plane. You know, you pass down laws. Um, you pass down laws. You, you set protocols. You do all those things. Has it helped? If you, Again, if you look at, say, the consciousness or the history of mankind, the same way we abused people back way back in the day, we've just had better, more advanced technology to abuse people. Okay? But this time, it's a little different because as our technology increases, what happens is that you don't have to abuse people physically anymore. You can abuse people at a mental level. So people are getting really, really smart, say the control systems. And the control systems is literally a consciousness. It's not, say, God or, you know, a, a, a pure entity. However you define God, it doesn't matter. And then an evil, like twin or an evil space, right? Uh, if you look at any religion, there's always like two control sources. One would be... God, and then God's always fighting again. So there's like two powers. There's not. And I don't want to get into that because that's just a whole different say, physics uh, uh, information. So, so how do you bring in, say, that consciousness? Well, the way to bring it in is to say, awaken people. So, and then it, and then if you awaken say adults or older individuals, one, it takes a lot longer, say, to change the consciousness of the reality. Okay? It takes a lot longer for adults in the, I don't know, tens of maybe 20, 30, 40,000 people that I've worked on. Again, um, I haven't done like scientific research on it, but that's a lot of studying, right? That's a lot of observation. Uh, over the period of time, individuals who are in their adulthood, Okay. It takes a lot longer for me to help you change yourself. Okay. Individuals who are younger, the younger they are, the better, like even in vitro. And then people who are close to death, those individuals change like that. They literally change without the level of detox. Okay. So there's reasons for that. Uh, and mostly that, mostly the reasons are uh, just a... Uh, Mostly the reasons for that is that, you know, in adulthood, we're so set in our ways, right? We want to have or we want to identify our own being. Say, for example, like teenagers, right? They're really set in their ways, right? They're not going to change. They're not going to listen to your parents. Well, adults are similar as well. Okay? They're set in their ways. They're too afraid uh, for whatever reason. So it takes them a little, lo a little longer, okay? Um, and I'm not saying all, but again, in general, uh, the, the individuals who are older and younger, well, they're more connected to their vital force. 
or if you want to call it their spirit body, or their timeless identity. Okay? They're more entangled, integrated in their physical being. So they understand and identify that there's more to this reality, more to this world than meets the eye. If you look at a kid, they're in wonderment. Yes, because everything is new, but they're actually seeing things from their spiritual eyes. You can ask any of these kids. They see things very different than any of us. Well, excluding me, but a lot of you guys are awakening too. But they see it very, very different. So it really behooves you to listen to your kids and understand what they're saying, especially if those kids go, you know, I sense things. I'm seeing things there. And then, you know, out of religious fears or whatever, they're going, oh, honey, that's just your imagination. You know, that's just your imagination running wild. It's not true. It's not real. And then you shut those kids down. And then what happens is that, well, they turn into you. You know that there's something out there, but since parents told you that it wasn't there, you can still feel it, you can still sense it, but then you don't know what to do with it because you can't believe it, although you can experience it. Does that make sense to you guys? Okay. It's crazy, isn't it? So, And then that, say, totally derails the natural efficiency system or the natural abundance say, mechanism that is built in to kids. If you look at nature, young animals in nature, they're naturally, say, guided by a source that will, say, provide for them. If you look at, say, a squirrel, they naturally will gather nuts for the wintertime. They've never seen winter they don't even know what the hell winter, sorry. They don't know what winter is, what snow is, anything like that. But it's a program that's built into them. So that natural, say, state of abundance is already programmed within, say, human consciousness. Unfortunately, since we have, say, this, this disconnect of time, and again, that's another talk, uh, we're not going to get into that. Uh, unfortunately, we have this disconnect of time as we age. We separate from that, say, natural intelligence that is supposed to provide. Okay? That natural intelligence, by the way, works on you as you speak. Look at all, well, just look at your liver. Thousands of chemical interactions, like every, I don't know, like every minute or every hour, it handles thousands of interactions without you even blinking an eye. Your heart rate, your digestive system, your eyesight, everything. And you don't even know what's happening. You're too busy wondering who or what your friend's eating on social media. So, no offense, but that's what most people think about. So, and, and so that, I just want to wrap it back up. So, think of it. Most of today's society, especially as we age into, say, teenagers, into adulthood, we're so preoccupied outside of ourselves. There's a reason for that. And the reason is, is that we try, we're trying to find or we're trying to identify who we are. Unfortunately, with social media, what's happening is that you're comparing, say, the best aspect of somebody's life, that one second safe photo that they took, that they looked, felt fantastic. 
So, and then you compare all of your life to that one second photo opportunity that they had. That they probably took like three hours to take, by the way. Right? Whether it's uh, Hollywood movie stars, singers, whatever, people, whoever people follow, right? And then you compare it to your life and you go, shit, my life sucks. So teenagers, young individuals are being exposed to that right off the bat. So how does that, how does, how does that affect, excuse me, how does that affect their personality? How does that affect their self-image? Okay. And that's just on top of all the garbage that their parents, again, parents, have, say, dumped on them. And again, no offense, it's just straight out physics, right? You, adults here, you are a cumulative total of all the stuff that's happened in your lineage, right? Your heart issues, disease, whatever that you think about, you're not unique. You're trying to be unique. That's your whole existence, is to be unique and find yourself. Unfortunately, what happens is that you people do it at a surface level, right? Uh, their makeup, their clothes, their handbag, who they hang out with, who they, what they watch, whatever is cool in, in town, because that identifies them with something. You'll never find yourself as... You know, as you've gotten older, you're going, God, all that stuff that I really thought, you know, I cared about doesn't mean a thing because I still didn't find myself. So, um, so I know I'm jumping around. It's okay. I talk that way just because it confuses you a bit to break away from your linear thinking. Okay. So just let it settle in. I want to go back to. What I was think, what I was talking about as, you know, the war on drugs, the war on breast cancer, the war on whatever. Okay. So if you go back, and this is my mission, is that, and I'm a, and I'm, I'm an analyzer, right? It's, I, I use logic, right? But the logic that I use is different. The logic that I've fallen into after two near death experiences is that it works in every situation, every single time. It's just like a science experiment. It works in every situation, every reality, every component. It doesn't matter, just like physics. The logic that most people use, including the powers to be, government systems, your religious systems, you, uh, your family structure, doesn't work every single time in most of the situations, but you operate out of that. Right? I just want to emphasize that. So, so my search or my journey, as even as a young kid, like 10, 11, 12 years old, I was searching, it's like, why is this not working? That man has a lot of money. Why is he still alcoholic, drunk, you know, abuses his mom? Uh, or, I'm sorry, his wife. Probably and his mom. But I was watching that because as a young kid, I was really shy. I was a wallflower. I used to observe things. Now, many of you kids, if you're really, really shy or quiet, it's really a great place to be. You might think that you're different. You might think that you don't fit in. It's a good thing that you don't fit in because most of those kids come from families that aren't, say, the highest frequency. 
So as you say, separate yourself from your identity in the future, whether you're here or online, those kids will start to become leaders. Those kids will start to become powerful because they start to understand how psychology, the consciousness really works because they start to see their observers. And that's why I encourage adults to observe every possible thing. Not talk, but just observe and not judge. You've seen kids, you see, you've had, you have kids, right, that are quiet. Do you notice that they just like sit there and just like look? They're not bored or anything, or they could be, but even if they are, they're not like analyzing things like, okay, this happened because of this. They're just watching stuff happen. Okay? The decision-making process, the analysis goes to a higher consciousness. So I was like that as a young kid. So for kids that are like that, allow them to be like that and then, you know, help them blossom that ability. Right? You don't want them connected to people and all that stuff. Just let them study. That's their time of studying and understanding, say, human consciousness or nature. They become very powerful, say, speakers. They become very powerful, say, agents of change. Okay. So coming back in a nutshell, my purpose and why I want to work on kids is if you can change kids at such a simplistic level, at a base level, where all the garbage of life has not been, say, pushed upon them. Just think how brilliant your kids would be. Now, I've worked with a lot of kids throughout the time I've been here, almost like a decade I've worked on. That's how long I've been doing this. Um, I've worked on kids, and they become brilliant. Even in vitro, they grow up to be, say, strong, conscious individuals at a young age. Right? Now imagine if you had, say, a couple hundred thousand kids at an awakened level. Just imagine that. They grow up in their 20s. They grow up into their 30s. They're not going to use the same tools, same paradigms to understand or con control this reality. But kids are waking up already. That's why they move away from your religions or concepts. It didn't work for you. And again, I'm not against any religion, but hell, it didn't work for you. It didn't work for your grandparents, your great-grandparents, or whoever down the line. They're waking up and it's like, why down my throat if it didn't work for you? Give me some proof that it worked for you. Because when I see you, they, they can scan you just like I can scan you. They might not understand what's going on. But when they see you, it's like, you're incongruent, you're distorted, you've got all this garbage around you, and that's what religion you're telling me is supposed to do. It's not working for you, and then you're trying to get me into this space. Again, I'm not against any religion, but I'm asking adults, this is what you can do if you really want to help your kids. Ask those preachers, push those preachers, Malad or whoever, whoever else that teaches you, your spiritual leaders, the books that you read, whatever it might be. Ask them, push on them. It's like, you're incongruent, you're distorted. Why isn't the stuff that you're teaching working for you? It's not working for you and you're, say, uh, a professional. Right? You're an authority on this. How can it work for me?
scrutinize the religions that you have, that you study. And again, I'm not against any religion, but the way they're taught. Look at your family structure. Look at the way you look at wealth. Look at the way you look at uh, relationships, commitment. It's not working. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be in relationships. You shouldn't be in commitments. You shouldn't be in love or anything like that. I'm just saying that these kids, the next generation, whether they work with me or not, they're going to look at it and it's like, this paradigm is not working. If you think of them as a CEO, they invested into this company called Human Consciousness. They're looking at the bottom line. These kids are really intelligent. The new wave of kids coming through, I call it the purity wave that's coming through, that consciousness is coming through. These kids see things so beyond, say, the consciousness of, say, adult structure, you know, people from, say, 20 to 50 or 60, around that range. They see all the stuff that didn't work for you. They see all the stuff that you're still forcing upon them that didn't work for you, it didn't work for your parents, but you still keep forcing that. It's, it's like it's going to work. It's going to work. Like, it's not. So they're not against you. I'm not against parents or anything like that, but these kids want something that actually works. Right? I'm like that myself. Wouldn't you want something if you went to a gas station or a, a mechanics place? You would want something, someone to fix your car properly or you'd give it back, right? So why wouldn't you do that to the most precious thing that you have, your life? Why do you keep offering, say, blind faith? How much more proof are you going to have? Look at the state of your family. Is it working for you? It's not. Look at how many, say, drug addictions, alcoholism, suicide rates. As this purity wave comes through, again, it's a consciousness. Okay? All this stuff has to awaken. These kids are excited for it. But, unfortunately, there's no, say, leadership because parents aren't at awakened level. The teenagers sitting back there, they're highly, say, intuitive kids but then they might be in trouble or distorted or depressed or suicidal or they may have been if it wasn't safe for me working on them. And I'll talk about that in a bit. They just need direction. They're not against, say, parents. They're not against society. They're not against anything like that. They just want, say, a, a structure that's actually beneficial. Right? That's why I say school systems, government systems, all those things. Right? That adults go, you know, kids don't care anymore. They're not interested in anything. They're lazy. They're not. They're seeing the garbage that's there and going, hell, why am I going to waste my time for this? I'd rather do something else. And then what happens is that they can't find something else. So then they waste their time on a lot of social media because they're trying to find themselves just like you all are. Do you know the number one group, social media? Not even teenagers. Number one group? Do you know the number one group who plays games? Is mothers. 34 to about 50. 
Look it up. I might be wrong, but the number, the top group is women between that age range trying to find themselves. They're bored as hell. No offense, but if you're bored as hell because you couldn't figure it out and you're escaping, playing the little games or whatever the color, I don't even know what those games are, what are you teaching your kids? They're looking at that. Again, unfortunately, if you don't find something for your kids to do, especially their highly intelligent kids, that force becomes destructive. Right? That consciousness, say, becomes destructive for you. Just like any powerful force in nature, if you can't control it, it will destroy you. It's just the propensity or the mechanics. It's just naturally built into that state of, say, power. It's down into the cellular structure, that memory, okay, of force. If it can't be controlled, it'll destroy anything around it. Okay. By the way, that's the basic reason why your lives, whether you're an adult, as a kid, almost dying, is not working, or even at spirit level. You can't control the force that you are. Simple as that. If you could, you'd be in an abundant state. Okay? So for my choice... I'm actually weeding out clients. I have so many clients. I'm going towards younger kids, whether it's free or not, because my reasoning or my purpose here is to bring in a consciousness to leave this distorted realm behind. The wars that's been happening for tens of thousands of years, it hasn't changed. Again, the mechanics are there. Uh, the jealousies, the envy, the control systems, the way people make money, it's all wrong. I'm not looking at, you know, saving women or saving the whales or anything. I'm just looking at saving the consciousness of this reality. To save the whales, to save the women, to save the abused, whatever, you would have to change the consciousness of the reality. There's no other, say, solution to it. You've had other solutions. Again, over tens of thousands of years, it hasn't worked. We're still in war. And then everybody fights for peace. That paradigm that the government system, again, and religions use, it hasn't worked. Right? So in my youth, I started looking at that stuff at a deeper level. I'm going, what the hell? How come we haven't learned over tens of thousands of years? It's so obvious. Many of you who are awakened through EI, I can look at you, you can see the difference, right? You can see it's like, so damn obvious, how come our higher-ups, right? The ones that we believe in, right? The ones that hold office, the ones that are supposed to rule us, why can't they see it? It's so clearly, right? You've awakened to that fact. There's a lot of kids that are already awakened to that fact. And they're looking again for that better solution. So again, my purpose for holding these free events is to help kids become aware of who, the grandness of who they are, the intelligence of who they are. So I ask you again, if you go back, if you raised your kids from the get-go, from zero, right off the bat, without any of your distortions, I mean, without any of your distortions, or even, say, half your distortions. Just delete it right off the bat. You didn't bring in 
the abuse patterns. You didn't bring in the self-loathing, the self-hate, whatever it was that you brought into yourself that you dump onto your kids. You didn't give that to your kids as a gift of life. Imagine those kids, and you kids, imagine how you would be by the age eight. By the time you hit puberty, you wouldn't have kids with ADD, ADHD, nothing like that. You wouldn't have a lot of the diseases because they'd be so awakened. They would need that burden. By the time they're 18, now imagine a society with kids, hundreds of the mass population at half the garbage that we've brought in, that we've given into them. Imagine them as adults. Imagine the political system, the religious system, business system. They have a code of ethics, a sense of morality, or they would have and they still do, they have that in, built in them. The code of ethics, the morality that I talk about, it's already built in you, but it's buried somewhere. But the kids, they, they compare that code of ethics and morality compared to society, and they go, what the heck? And that's why they don't buy into a lot of stuff. That's why they're against it. But over time, they see that it's the way to get what they want, just like you did and they fall into that trap. But again, imagine the code of ethics, the morality system, if everybody was awakened. Just a few hundred thousand people. Imagine those individuals as CEOs, even maybe clergy, or whatever you would want to call them, financiers, you wouldn't have the corruption, distortion. You wouldn't have, what's that, that guy, uh, that guy that, uh, slept with all those women to make him movie stars. Uh, yeah, Harvey Weinstein. You wouldn't have Harvey Weinstein. By the way, that's not just a random case. There's tons of Harvey Weinstein. He's just one of the little pimples. There's bigger one out there. Literally. That'll start coming out. You wouldn't have any of that stuff. That's what these kids are looking for. Okay. Now for the adults, call them the high performance, the high performance former people, those types of individuals, they want to be their best possible self. They still have time to, say, ascend, recap, re regain the time that they've lost and come into a higher order of themselves. And then I weed out all the people that are don't want to change, <laughs> I guess. But that's another story. So that's my purpose. So changing the consciousness of humanity, there would be no wars or anything like that, really. Right? Because we would all be at a high moral like, human structure. 
And it's not that moral structure that I talk about. It's not based on how much you earn, who you know, where you live, what country you're from, the color of your skin, if you're a woman or a man. It would be just morality of human consciousness. That's what the kids are looking for. Right? Look at the laws, the rule sets that the adults operate out of. They shouldn't change. We're all human. These kids here today, online, or wherever they are, they're awakening to that fact. Many people are awakening to that fact. It's like, gosh, this isn't working. We have to go to a higher order. So, so that's my purpose. Do you guys have questions? By the way, I guess I left you speechless. I guess. Yes. Um, so, what I like for me, like I felt like I was really awakened as a kid, but I just got shut down. Exactly. So, is that do you see that happening to the kids that are awakening now, or oh. they're just not getting shut down? Well, that's just it. Um, so they're looking for a force. So what she said. Excuse me. When I was a kid, I got shut down. Right? You were awakened, and then you got shut down. Actually, every kid is like that. Obviously, some kids more awakened than others. But what happens is that if they don't have a strong parental structure, okay, there's a consciousness that exists, and it's not evil or good. Or, it's just a consciousness that exists. What happens is that again, that's what I was talking. The force. If that force is not honed, if it's not groomed, like parents should, what happens to that child is that they get distorted. They'll get controlled because you're, well, you're worth more at a higher level, if that makes sense to you. So dark, say darkness comes in, you get to go into, say, dark realities that are out there because you can get used, right? So, so, and then, well, coming back to you. So your parents didn't believe in anything. They were like very rigid from what I'm saying, right? It's like, this is the way it is, right? It shuts you off. However, and this is what happens to many kids, like for example, if, I, if you don't mind me using your example, she gets shut off as a kid. She sees all the things around her. She sees all the distortions, all the mess ups, everything around her that doesn't make sense. And it's got, say, very religious or very uh, almost military type uh, from a religious pattern. Uh, uh, very strict. Like, this is the way it is. So she adopts to that. But inside of her, say, that vitality, that, say, the grander picture of oneself is still in there. Many kids are like that already. And then you, you create self, such a self-image outside of that space like you that it's it's been a little harder say for you to say peel away that identity to bring your real self back in right the kids today they see that identity they see the kid with the difference with the kids today they see that identity like you didn't know you just said well my parents were good they have to be good. They're older than me. They have experienced it. They must be doing it right. Right? But the kids today, they're looking at their parents going, they're not doing it right. I'm looking for something else. They're not going to listen to their parents. That's why a lot of kids don't listen to their parents. 
right? If you were congruent and you could be respected, and again, no offense to parents, I'm just telling you what, the way it is, it's just physics. Um, the kids would listen to you. So if your kids aren't listening to you, check yourself. It'll benefit your kids. Okay. Uh, other questions? By the way, what happens, and I'll just explain my family life a bit, is that um, I, have, I have kids, uh, two twins, 18 years old, uh, they just graduated. They're in high school, they were, they were in high school. Uh, they would bring home Zach and Emmy, uh, hopefully they're, they'll be here at three, they're not here, um, but they would bring home a lot of friends, just random friends. And I would end up working on them, and literally I've saved, gosh, over, maybe over close to a dozen kids that would want to commit suicide. These kids are just like so fantastic. One was like an all-star football player, fantastic grades. So why would somebody like that want to commit suicide, right? Handsome kids ever. Literally, why would somebody want to do that? Because it's not about the physicalness of this reality, right? Uh, and for his scenario, and it resonates with a lot of kids out there, because, by the way, suicide rate for teenagers or kids is spiked up so high. That's why I'm talking about that. It doesn't have to happen. So for him, his dad's an alcoholic. All the burdens of his dad just crammed into the kid. What's that kid going to do? He can't escape. So he wanted to get the best grades. He's like thinking, if I get the best grades, I'm going to be out of this hellhole. Nope. I'm going to try sports. Everything he did, he excelled at. But he couldn't get away from all the garbage that was getting crammed down into him. It only took him, it only took me like one or two sessions. And I just saw him like a couple months ago. I saw him at the gym. He's lean, he's just strong, he's just happy as ever. I didn't even recognize the kid, but he came up to me. He's like, he's got a nice girlfriend that's not abusing him. He, I think he moved away from his dad. So Again, a lot of the kid's issues, I bring that out, could be yours. Okay? Not just your kids. And it's not that. I'm blaming you and just recognize like fixing a car, right? Say that you have a flat tire, but you don't want to acknowledge that you have a flat tire. So you'll change the battery, you'll wash it, you'll change whatever, you'll change all that stuff except that flat tire. I'm just helping you recognize, hey, you've got a flat tire. So I'm just helping you pinpoint say that cause of the issue that's like destroying your family, destroying everything else in your family, yourself, the relationship between your kids. I felt a ton of people bring back that family structure. Not because, you know, that forced family structure, but like real, like kids want to hang out with you type family structure. Right? They literally just want to hang out, do stuff with you because you're fun, because you're an expansive being. They want to learn more from you, not because they have to. 
And that's really the benefit of all this. Is it's not just, you know, they get better grades, whatever. But if you have an awakened being around you, it's the most precious gift that you can say give to yourself, but then give to another being. It's quite amazing. And that gift, say, grows and expands. Would you choose the family that they're born into? Um, so the question is, do kids choose the families that they're born into? Well, you have a family tree, right? A physical family tree. You have a spiritual family tree. So do the kids really choose? Not really, because they're not really awakened. Just think of it. Would you have chosen the life that you did? So if you had a choice, so it's just literally like cellular structure evolution, right? Uh, and then along with that, all the family lineage stuff, you know, hereditary patterns, physical heart issues, whatever, uh, and all the other things that we adopt just go into it. So we're really not awakened at that level. Okay. Uh, and maybe I could just talk about how kids grow just really quickly and then I'll work on you all. Do you have a question? Yeah. How is it for kids that are adopted? How is it for kids that are adopted? Well, they... What happens with kids that are... So if you are running, say, abuse patterns, again, I'm just giving you an example, uh, or success patterns, you naturally will say... Uh, attract, say, success, uh, successful situations. So say that parents, the blood parents of that adopted kid, uh, ran like abuse patterns, right? Does that make sense? So they would run automatically abuse parents, just like the way they would get their skin color, eye color, and all that stuff from their parents, they would adopt all those other patterns as well. And then they would merge in with their new parents, which most likely could be, um, from what I'm seeing, an enhancement of their actual blood parents. Because those programs have to perpetuate itself. Does that make sense to you? What do you mean by? I'm sorry, what? Enhancement? Say that, uh, again, that person. Uh, was sent to an adoption agency, their parents were, ran abusive patterns. Okay. Their parents ran, say, uh, and I'll give you more uh, physical, their parent, parents ran, say, I don't know, heart failure. It's an adopted trait, right? A kid has say, a propensity to have heart failure. Okay? Most likely, their adopted parents would, say, provide food, bad nutrition, stress, whatever else, to perpetuate heart issues in that child. So extrapolate that to relationship patterns and all the other stuff. Okay? Uh, unless that parent was strong enough to decipher exactly the pattern that kid runs right off the bat and go, no, 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 but most people aren't. Because you naturally gravitate to your patterns. That makes sense? Unfortunately. So it's really the same. Yes? Are businesses like families? Are businesses like families? Um, can you expand on that? In a way, an owner mm -hmm. or the key leaders would be like parents. 
course. You know, with workers. Yeah. Uh, relying on them, maybe following them. Right. Maybe hoping to be led by them. Right. Yeah. So I can see that. Yeah. So businesses are like families in that sense. Uh, let's get the, say the deeper meaning behind that. Um, well, in a bigger sense, businesses are like families, but say the parents are not, they're the CEOs, but the kids aren't like the employees. And most, and then I think that's where we get messed up as well. Uh, in this situation, the kids are shareholders. So you're responsible for creating a profit. Does that make sense? You're responsible for creating a strong, viable child. So if you look at it that way, there's a lot of shareholders that are pissed off. They want something done with that company structure. So extrapolate that, and then you go into the actual physical like workforce, it messes up the workforce, it messes up, it just goes up the line, right? Yeah. By the way, you guys, people, or parents, um, um, well, might as well, since I'm picking it up, whether it's here or online, um, I've seen a lot of mothers and parents, um, well, we'll just make it parents. I've seen that a lot of parents, they have kids, and the mothers, because the mothers spend more time with their kids, again, it could be fathers as well, um, it's like the kids are a burden to them, which is really sad. It's like, now I have to take him to swim practice, now I have to take him to whatever, now I have to take him to whatever, right? It's like, it's a chore. So how's that kid going to feel? It's like, oh, and they're young. It's like, oh, I'm a chore. I'm a burden to be around. So she grows up or he grows up thinking that, oh, in this reality, I'm supposed to be a burden to be around. So with that pattern, could you imagine their relationships, their intimate relationships? No matter how good they are, no matter how beautiful or whatever perfect they are, they're going to be a burden to um, well, their intimates, uh, their kids, downline, their employers, basically society. Hey guys, hey, dude, how you doing? So, uh, what was I gonna talk about? Oh, the, kinda like the, uh, the growth of kids. Uh, other questions then? Do you kids have questions? So, come on in. So, um, yes. I know that if you help your child to really connect to who they really are, they can shift mm -hmm. their reality. Right. But even as a parent, as you see them 
if you have the same viewpoint as they do, that, you know, education, the way the system works, is not exactly the way it ought to be. Right. And they're having the challenge of, well, it's not working, why the heck should I learn this? Right. Um, how do you help them, like, you know, other than telling them, you know, it's just the way it is. Um, right. You know, you need to, that's still how it works, unfortunately. And there's, right. there's so, so much you can shift right. that regard. Okay. So to condense your question is like, you know how the system works, you know it's faltering, uh, and you try to, say, teach your kids, right? Uh, but then you go, well, that's just the way it is, right? Or well, that's just the way life is. is. Of course. It's not, it it's not working the way it is. Of course. Of course. So, Yes, and, and I can see, say, the situation that you might find yourself in. But if you think about it, you know, B, okay? And this is the way I taught my kids. It's like I point out all the mistakes of society. First of all, most adults, as they become parents, they really didn't study the structure of, say, culture or society. They didn't study the government system, how stuff works. They just didn't, right? So they don't go the deeper realm. They see what's on the news, and that's the depth of their knowledge. So I encourage people to, like, study. Study your culture, study humanity, study how things have evolved over time, right? And then you get to see a bigger, broader perspective on how things should work. So when your frequency is with that child, you're not a helpless being. And that's the pattern that you're running is like, just, just to tell you, you're like that helpless person. You're that underdog. You're that victim type mentality. Basically, that's what you're teaching to your child. You're not teaching them the society realm. You're just teaching them to keep fighting and maybe someday that underdog will be, you know, the, the warrior. And it never happens. The underdog stays the underdog, right, in your case. So what I would do, and that's what this is what I've done, is like, again, I, I tell my kids, you know, no matter if the system is messed up or whatever, you're in this reality. You've chosen to be in this reality. You're in it, okay? You have to play the system. You can't fight the system. Play the system. Be best at it, understand the system, understand the mechanics, get really good at it, and then start veering off it. You can't fight against the system, whether in religious patterns, whatever. I don't fight against the system. I align myself, understand all the good stuff in the system, right? See what's working. And then you start to improve upon yourself. So say if every parent did that, would school, the, the public school system be the same? By the way, the public school system is the exact same system that they had in the 1800s. The way they teach kids. The philosophy behind it is the 1800s. They have better books. They have computer learning. But the basic infrastructure from the late 1800s. So why hasn't that developed? Because we keep repeating the same pattern. Parents, PTA conferences, well, I don't know, I, I go to those and, and I 
and I tell them, you should do this, 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 and they don't like me. In fact, I've never been invited again. <laughs> They're just so close. It's like, this is, what we're, this is how we're going to get granted. This is what we're going to make money on, right, the school system. No, the parents have to wake up. Okay? And a lot of times in the schooling system, basically the parents are like, oh, it's my free time. Thank God they're in school because I can get away from them and then try to figure out my life and play games, whatever that we do. So take the time, invest in the time, start to make a change. Right? If you're not going to talk to the school system, whatever, which I encourage people to do, start educating your kids on this is the way it is, you've got to get the good grades, you have to excel. If you can excel in this game, which is really easy, you can excel in human nature life, the proper way. Okay? Um, mother, did you have a question? Or? No. Question? So I think we all want to have the best families that sure. we possibly have, like high functioning families. So we all want the best families. I'm just reiterating for those yeah, people. Yeah, we want the most high-functioning team. High-functioning team. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to do that? So the best way to do that is that kids are looking for, again, that business example. You're, they're the investor. They're looking for you to make a profit. They're looking for you to, say, benefit them. So how are you going to do that? So if you look at it at that structure, you would be responsible to doing what? To being the most high efficiency, say, model, right? So the best way to do it is clear your own stuff up, especially with younger kids. And I see it all the time. It's amazing. Okay? What happens is, is that the, the parent, say, changes, and kids from 15 under, usually, they see the parent change and they go, oh, mom got rid of that self-loathing pattern that she has. I don't know why self-loathing came up. That could be you. But anyway, that pattern that she has, unconsciously, she goes, and it's like, well, if it wasn't good for her, it's not good for me. And then they drop it. Right? So, and that, that's a great segue. And then I'll start working on these kids. Um, so, first of all, and I'm, I'm just going to make it quick. So, um, people don't know how to die properly. That's where it all starts. We're not awakened when we cross over. So, uh, and again, religion, and I'm just stating straight out, you know, religion and all that other stuff doesn't help people cross over properly. Especially in one religion, you're born in sin, you live in sin. People are way too damn afraid to cross over and meet their maker because they think that they're going to go to hell. So they stay in the lower realm. So what happens in the lower realm, and it's not theory, it's nothing like that. It's a straight out physics and where quantum mechanics hasn't they reached that consciousness. Right? Uh, just like airplanes before they were invented, you know, man wasn't supposed to fly. It's that kind of consciousness. So anyway, coming back to the story. Um, that consciousness gets stuck as they say cross the threshold of into their no time being. So your spirit or your what I call your vital force never dies off. It just transforms. Just like energy, it never dies, it never depletes itself. It just say changes form. 
Right? So he's changed from a conscious, timeless being into a time-bound being into a timeless being. And that's where the distortion starts. All the burdens that you've had, especially with today's like medical system here in the eastern or the western realm, you know, uh, people on drugs, even before what, uh, hospice, all that stuff, those people are not awakened individuals. They don't even know that they're dead. So basically they cross over with all the garbage that they were supposed to leave at the door before they say entered into that higher space, they carry it with them because they're not awakened. Okay? And whether you believe in most religions, don't believe in life after death or um, or reincarnation. So whether you believe in reincarnation, I'll just put it another way for you. Okay? Future generations that come forth. That DNA structure, just like your cellular structure, just like your heart issues and all that stuff, when you die, that goes back into that family tree. Does that make sense to you? Right? So when there's another spirit or another being that comes in, they take whatever that you, say, accumulated your experience from that family tree and they, they move on with that. So you brought a lot of garbage heart issues, whatever, you decide to say to come into life, you go, oh, that's where the family lineage took off. And then you start life distorted right off the bat. Does that make sense to you guys? Okay. There's a cleanup time. So from zero to, well, in gestation, so in vitro. So if the mother was awake, and started to realize the patterns that she's running, okay? That baby, just think, the first initial contact of, say, time and space that that being understands is the mother's environment. So if the mother's stressed out, not liking their relationships, all that stuff that you think you're just, you know, hiding, that baby exists in it. Um, have you ever... Like jewelry. I can pick up somebody's jewelry and then read that person. I don't have to, but that jewelry holds, say, a record of your essence. Does that make sense to you? Now, just think of a being, just a, a blank slate, recording every aspect of you for nine months. So that's where, again... It behooves, and even if you are running distorted pattern, if you acknowledge you're running distorted patterns, the baby knows. That thing knows, because it's awakened. It, that consciousness is awakened. It's alert. And it's studying how to, say, relate into this reality. Right? Again, all you would have to do is go... I'm not liking this pattern. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be conscious of it. You, don't, you can't be judgmental because then it creates more stress. But just say, hey, I'm running this pattern. Okay. Anyway, they get born from so zero to six. Kids ask a lot of questions because they have their manual right there. Their manual is online. Something happens to them. It's like it's supposed to be this way. And then they see reality, and it's like, wait a second. 
it doesn't match the handbook. Have you ever put something together, you know, the figures? It's like what you put together doesn't look the way it should. <laughs> it's kind of like that. The kids look at that handbook and I'm going, wow, they built something really weird here. It doesn't look like the beautiful picture that I see. And then they start asking questions. But then the parents go, I know better. I've been here before. Shut up and whatever, right? And then this is the way it's built. And they're going, hmm, okay. Over six years, seven years, they go, that must be the way it is. And then they start not believing the handbook and going, well, you know, they've had more experience. I'm, I kind of knew here. And then seven to 12, so zero to seven, they're liquidy. You can change them, right? Kind of like a baking, like a cake, right? You mix the ingredients. You can pour a lot of ingredients. You mix it all up. Seven to, seven to puberty, um, what happens is that that thing starts to gel. It's like putting it in the oven. It starts to harden. You can't put more ingredients and start to mix it. It messes it up. That makes sense? So they don't have a chance to rectify again. And then they have, well, they keep asking questions. Like, why isn't this working out? Why is mom and dad like that? Why are the relationships messed up? Why aren't we abundant? Because that's their natural state to be. They start asking those deeper questions, and then the parents don't know, or the parents don't get it, and they go, well, this must be because this is the reality. They start watching TV uh, and all the other stuff. They start looking at their friends, family. They start looking at religion. And he goes, this must be that way. So it solidifies into literally their human structure, their DNA structure, their cellular structure. That cellular structure copies that. And then well, your bodily functions, the way you look and all that, are part, your distortions are now a physical representation. So they start to wake up. After puberty, they get closer, right, to about 18, 19. So from puberty to 18, 19, 20, 21, they solidify. And do you know why kids, like, walk away or run away or try to separate themselves from their, from their parents? Because that inkling of knowing that something is not right, something is not congruent, they escape. They go, okay, that's where I've taught it got taught from, it's not right. So they escape at a psychic or spirit level. They escape that reality. It's like, no, I, it's like their last chance to, say, find a solution for themselves. So they want to go away from the parents and learn something different. Unfortunately, they don't because well, it's already kind of solidified in them. Right? So even if they go somewhere else, since it's solidified in them, Unless they have a major experience transformation and they don't go too far anyway, right? Because they don't have the money, whatever, unfortunately. So they hang out with their parents. And then they go see their other parents, their friends' parents, and then society. And they might go out on their own. It's like, God, the whole damn universe is like this. I guess my parents weren't that off. This is the way this reality works. So they come back in their 20s, 30s late 25, right, they come back to the family structure, and then they start to listen to you. It's like, yeah, mom and dad was right. So now, unfortunately, again, so from uh, puberty to, to, like, say, 18, 19, 20, around that 21, they don't want that, say, cake to solidify 
in the representation that they have. They want to change it. They want to totally, say, remake it. But they don't have the identity, the opportunities to do so. Because there's nobody around, and that's why, again, I'm here, to go, hey, it could be different. So they come back, and then they're stuck in that pattern. It's like handcuffs. It's like shackles on their identity. And that's where teenagers from like 18, 19, 20 to 25, they start getting depressed because they haven't found themselves. Actually, they have found themselves, but they're not happy with what they find. But then they try to work it over, and then 25 on, it's kind of like, was it thorough? So they live lives of quiet desperation. So that's the life cycle. So again, if you were awakened at a deep, you have multiple chances, by the way. Okay? The adults that go through detox, you would never have detox. It's not part of what I do. It's not part of exponential intelligence, what I teach. If that cycle was cleared properly, if you, if say your parents died properly, you wouldn't bring that heritage of disease and so on along. You would, you would be healthier. You wouldn't bring all that other garbage along. Zero to seven if your parents were awakened, let's say. And again, I'm not blaming the parents for everything, okay? But you should be taking responsibility because your parents weren't awakened and so on. So it's a human trait, okay? It's a, it's not just like you, but you should take responsibility. Okay? And if it moves you to change, then, then blame yourself for it. Okay? If it doesn't, then don't blame yourself for it. Okay? Whatever it makes, whatever it takes to motivate you. Um, anyway, I forgot what I was saying. So, uh, questions and then I'll start working on these beautiful kids here. Are we going to do a quick meditation? Let's do a, like a five, ten minute meditation. Sounds good? Just to get you into this space. So let's take a deep breath in, just noticing where you are. Whether you're here or online, just kicking back, relaxing. Guys, lay, pay attention. Kick back, relax. You can sit like that, that's cool. But just pay attention. Strong deep breath in again. Just noticing your body, noticing your toes, in between your toes, your, your nose, the tip of your nose, all the details. that generate those frequencies that help you shift, help you transform. Connecting to the consciousness, I call it the mastermind group, of the kids, the parents, because I know the parents want to change here, that's why they're here. So connecting to all us, because we want, say, a better family life, a better, say, human life. Right? We're all looking at the same direction. We want something better, looking in the same direction. It creates momentum, strength. We're going to use that strength. Plus, I'll bring in the consciousness of a higher, say, family connection. Right? And then whether you're a kid, you're a parent, your parent, go back to the time you were a kid. Just experience it.
strong deep breath in again. Noticing your spine. If you're doing anything, don't. Be here. That's you. Notice your spine. Notice the way you're sitting or standing or lying down. We all have parents. As you note your body, If you're older, an older kid, and again, going back six, seven, six or seven, what if you knew who you are, the brilliance that you are, you still are, and then that stuff that your parents gave to you. Again, they're not mean people. They just didn't know well. They thought that was the best way to save you, to keep you protected, provide for you. Okay? It's from a loving space, well, most for the most part. Obviously, there's some par- parents that aren't, or shouldn't be parents, but for the people here, again, that loving space best possible thing you could do for your child. So noticing your parents. When I say your parents, listen to what comes up, the image that shows up for you. If you're adopted and push you in to visualizing your parents, take a second there. Or if you lost your parents at a young age, So take a deep breath in. Don't see any distortions around you from outside, from inside, bam. So that family lineage, there's great honor in it. Because it's a human lineage. You want to take care of it as best as you could or you can. What are you going to do, whether you're a kid or you're older and you have kids, to honor that human lineage? Even outside your family, it's a human lineage.
push you even deeper. Say you're responsible for the future of humanity. By the way, you are responsible for the future of humanity. Each and every one of you, each and every one of you counts. That's why you're here. you do or remember nothing else, just remember this. If you are responsible for future of humanity as a kid, as an adult, how would you react? How would you take back control to make sure that survived well? Noticing your heart space. Get one last thing before we close, or as you open up your eyes. You know, kids really need discipline. But the discipline that parents provide is very insecure. Discipline comes from a person that has, say, stature. When you look at somebody, right, you respect them. That makes sense? No matter title outside a title, and that's, it goes into, say, business as well. Right? When somebody walks into a boardroom or whatever, you don't know who they are, but they have that stature. If parents had that stature, you would get that respect that you're looking for and you can't force that respect because they see you. And then you wouldn't have to say discipline them by curfews and all this stuff. But they need structure. They're looking for structure, not say, being a good person, bad person. Does that make sense to you guys? So remember how you discipline your kids. And another thing, as I scan the group, whether you're here online, there's a lot of people that just smother the hell out of their kids. It does no good to them. You're not keeping them safe. You're not keeping them secure. You're just worried about all the insecurities that you're running. And as you smother them by that love that you have for them, What's happening is that you're transferring all that insecurity into them so they grow up to be inadequate adults. Basically stupid kids. I'll just say it right out. You might take offense to that. There's a lot of stupid people out there. Right? You'd agree with me. Right? Where did they come from? That's where they come from. So let those kids make mistakes. Mistakes are the best thing that they could do, right? Again, don't discipline them for their mistakes. But allow them to learn from that mistake. You made a lot of mistakes. Allow them to learn from those mistakes. Allow them to understand what happens. If X happens, Y happens. And then, most importantly, allow them to figure out how to get out of their mistakes by themselves. You can guide them. Don't tell them what to do. They grow up to be dumb.
And one more thing as I read you guys. No, sorry, I just keep seeing stuff. Don't tell your kids that they're smart. I know that sounds weird. And, and logic behind that okay, is that when you keep telling your kids that they're smart and they're smart, they become so insecure about making mistakes because they don't want to be dumb. That's what being smart means to kids. They make a mistake, it's like, oh crap, I'm dumb. And then you discipline them improperly, and it's like, oh, I did something wrong. I'm not smart anymore. It messes them up. So they never try anything. They always shunt new things away because they don't want to, they're, they're, they don't make, they don't want to grow and expand. So they're too insecure about not being smart. So I encourage you, right? If your child does something really good, okay? It's like, wow, how did you work at it to be so good at what you're doing? It's, it's just the same way of saying you're very smart. Does that make sense to you? So if you just did that sentence for them, how did you work or keep trying to get as smart or as good or whatever you want to put in there? And it just keeps them trying. And then that way they won't stop. They can just keep growing. They get better and better and better. So with that, that includes this episode on parenting. Hopefully you're able to take away some insights as to how children think and feel and what you as parents can do to help guide them. For the kids who listened in, maybe this podcast shed some light on some of the experiences you have been going through and then what to do about them. And perhaps you'll be inspired to take some action to find your uniqueness, embrace your uniqueness from what your parents or society have pushed on you so you don't repeat history. That's the important thing. You don't repeat the distortions of history. Together as parents and children, society, uh, we can begin to change the consciousness of humanity. As always, notice what you notice. Notice the details of what you notice.